0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Not only is this a must win for Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, this is arguably the biggest game in Mike Gundy's coaching career. Oh, why? I thought you'd never ask. I got you, boo. You are a Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys Howdy y'all and hello all, welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. I want to thank you kindly for making us your first choice to absorb your Oklahoma State University information here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Today we are partially brought to you by Sling TV, with over 85,000 channels available and over 50 hours of DVR recording capabilities. Check out Sling TV right now and see which Option works best for you. Before we jump into how desperate this is of a scenario for Mike Gundy, I want to make sure that we all take a moment to to have our hearts and prayers go out to the three University of Virginia football players that were tragically taken out in a senseless, uh, senseless murder. Uh, More information will be coming, but from the college football landscape, I think all fan bases can feel uh, for how UVA um, is, is grieving at, the, at, the, at this moment. So let's take that time, uh, first of all, because that's more important than anything else. Now on to Mike Gundy. Why is this the most important game in Mike Gundy's tenure when it comes to Bedlam? Well, when your record is 3-14 and against your rival, most places that get you fired. But he's done so much at the university, for the university, that he obviously gets a pass from a lot of people. This is a situation where I think that the contingency of the fan base that's a little uh, feeling lackluster and Gundy's performances and fourth quarters, this can be a game that puts some of that to bed. Why? Because we just beat Bedlam last year to put ourselves in position to play for the Big 12 title, which we literally came up five inches short of. And we thought we were going to make it back this year. We still have a chance, right? It's going to take some things to go our way. And um, it, We don't control our own destiny, obviously. But it's still a possibility. We could still squeeze our way into this thing. But last year, we won it in Stillwater. It was a massive, massive win. Then we went and laid a duck against Baylor, which was a terrible loss. This is an opportunity for us to win two in a row, which we've done a a few times, a handful of times, during the the 117-year history of Bedlam. But what we have never done, ever, is won three in a row. If we win this one, we put ourselves in position to do it again next year. And with Spencer Sanders returning, if he does, in fact, return with the amount of uh, uh, young players that have played this season, that will have a massive amount of experience now, I think the expectations for next year are yet again, 10 plus wins and a trip to Arlington. That should be the expectation every single year. And if it's not, then maybe there needs to be some sort of reevaluation because, As you rise, your your, your standards should rise. And Gundy is responsible for all of the rising since the 80s and since the 40s, right? There's big gaps where we're not very good. So beating OU three times is something that's never happened in the sport of football in 117 years. We've beat them two in a row uh, a handful of times, but we have never beat them three in a row. You cannot make that happen if you do not win this Saturday, right? So it makes that conversation completely Irrelevant. Makes it a moot point. And you cannot sit here and tell me that OU fans are not jumping at the bit to make sure that doesn't happen. Because after they go to the SEC, we will never play them three times in a row. Ever again. It'll never happen. So this is the opportunity for Gundy to put himself up in the record books. And not that he isn't already. I get that. But for some of us that feel a little cheated, in some of the way that the games have been lost at times unnecessarily, having that ability to say that you not only were part of the the new handful to beat them back-to-back, but to have the opportunity to do it three times in a row, to me, that cements a legacy above a lot of other things. You can kind of not forego the overall record in Bedlam for Gundy, but you can put a little asterisk by it. Right. You can put a little Martin McGuire, Barry Bondin's little TDD right in there because it's never happened before. And again, that's impossible if we don't take care of business and win this one. So let's break down some of the not really OU film, but some of the things that I've seen on film that could lead to the success that I think we could have. You remember a few weeks ago when I decided to make the bold statement. That we will eventually, at some point in time this season, have a day where we rush for 250. Now that was five six weeks ago. Now, did I I think that we were going to continue to beat our head against the wall with Dominic Richardson and try to put a square peg in a round hole over and over and over? No, I did not. The inability to make adjustments offensively has been a, a major issue. With Spencer Sanders at at the you know the driver's seat, yeah, we can. We can kind of worry less, right? But how often do you want Spencer Sanders running the ball with his injury? Because we need him for four quarters, do we not? So you don't really want him running the ball. Well, here comes saving grace. So Preston Wilson, who's been out for a few weeks and battling some injuries, our starting center, he's back. He's practicing good. Things look good. uh, And this will be only the third time this season, if the game plays out without having to use more than five linemen. Uh, that that's happened, right? Iowa State was only the second game this season where we've only had to use five offensive linemen. And now you have Preston Wilson coming back. Now, where does that fit into this game as it pertains to Dom Richardson? Well, if you noticed, what we're trying to do, the zone blocking scheme, with his style of running, it's not working. And it hasn't worked. Preston Wilson can be the guy that pinpoints things and gets the line moving in the right direction. Now, do I still think the zone blocking scheme is designed uh, for what Dom Richardson does? No, I don't. It's more built for Jaden Nixon, right, for C.J. Brown. It's not built for these bashing running backs. But with Preston Wilson in the game controlling everything, it should give us a, a little bit more push. It should give us a little bit more of an ability to get to the second level, which has been our Achilles heel. If you have guys in the middle that can eat up some DTs, it allows some of the guards to potentially sneak up to the second level, get a hat on a linebacker, and open more lanes. Speaking of opening up more lanes, what you don't want to have happen is have lanes opened to your home, which is why I think you should get on SimplySafe.com right after this lo- slash Locked On College to see all of the packaging they have and. The Fast Protect technology gives you the 24-7 monitoring system of agents that actually watch the screen, not agents that fall asleep, not agents that pretend to watch the screen. They actually do their job and give you a sense of security that you can't find hardly anywhere else. They just won the 2022 Best Home Security System. That is three years in a row now, right? From the news and world that they have won the Best Home Security System. So rock with the best, guys. Don't settle for secondary. Don't have a situation where you got a hammer and a guy and knee caps. You just don't want that. So do yourself a favor. Go to simplysafe.com/slash locked on college and prevent those situations. Find the package that works best for you to protect yourself and your family on a consistent basis. Okay, yeah, the zone blocking scheme is not working for Don. I hate that we keep trying to beat our head against the wall and do this thing over and over and over, but it, apparently it's what we're going to do. So having a fresh O-line and a healthy O-line is going to be huge for everybody involved. And it could be even more massive to k- take some of the, the heat off Spencer to run the football. If we can pull this off, and I think we can. Taylor Materko has looked pretty good in relief duty on the line. Jason Queso-Brocks looks like he could be a potential dare I say Sunday guy, at right, guard. He came here as a tackle. He got put at guard due to necessity, and now he solidified that spot. He looks pretty good. Uh, Caleb Etienne on the outside. He struggles sometimes with pass pro, uh, but he seems to be getting a good footing lately in the running game. You want to see more progression, but with Preston Wilson in there kind of quarterbacking the O-line and pointing out the, the areas and the shading of the defense that need to be pointed out, it's normal to him, and it could very well get our O-line working as a cohesive unit, which could allow Dominic Richardson to see the cutback lanes easier. Do I think that we're going to rush for over 250? Yes, I do. I said we were going to do it at some point in time in the season, so unless I'm prepared to just eat a bunch of words, which I am, in this industry you do have to eat some crow, right? But I don't want to have to eat crow on this one. If there's a game that we can rush for over two, 250, it's this one. OU's really, are they going to have a a lot of offensive packages to catch us off guard? Probably. But from a defense perspective, they are last place in the Big 12 in stopping the run. They've been up 2,002 yards. They're averaging, giving up over 200 yards a game. Yes, they're number one in rushing with Eric Gray, which we'll get to. But we have the opportunity to exploit a weakness that a lot of teams haven't had this year. Most teams have been good enough to stop the run and make us pass which is why we lost K-State, we lost KU. We lost TCU because of, you know why. I don't need to get into it. It wasn't due to the players, right? But two of the three losses this year were due to the inability to get the run game going. And that's been a problem all year. This is the time to get right in that department. Is it going to be Dom? I don't know. But if it is going to be Dom, he's an Okie. And this is Bedlam. So for some players, this thing does matter a little bit more than most every other game. Now, TCU games should have mattered on the same level to him, and we didn't see a good performance. So who knows? But if you're going to see a man run possessed and it wasn't going to be the TCU game, then you know it has to be this game. This means something to Dominic Richardson, and you can see the stats. He knows good and daggone well that Eric Grace put up 1,113 yards this season. Meanwhile, he's barely pushing 600 He knows all of this. Now, some of it has been banged up, but most of it is missing the wrong gaps as a running back, right? When you see a hole, you got to put your foot down and get it. He's good at getting downhill. It's the lateral side to side and the cutting back that seems to be a little bit of an issue. But again, with a healthy O-line, this is a day to get right, okay? Have we given up over 2,000 yards rushing? No. I mean, we've given up a lot. We've given up 1,631 yards rushing, which isn't good, but it's not dead last. And this is a 5-5, and a five and five 500 OU squad. This is something we don't get to see often. So as an OSU fan, you should be pumped up. You should be excited. This is a big moment for Gundy. If Gundy does not get this done, I think that this is uh, – how do I say this? It's inexcusable. It is absolutely inexcusable for Gundy to lose this game to this team right now with a struggling 500 squad that had to replace 42 new players and over half of a staff. And you look at the sidelines. Guys, we talked early in the season. Remember when we discussed how if you looked at OU sideline and Texas a and sideline and Houston sideline, you saw a lot of commonalities. They just weren't on the same page. They weren't understanding what each other needed to do. And they weren't taking accountability for each other to help each other. And we said weeks and weeks ago that those three teams were going to look identical through the entirety of the season, unless they got the locker room and sideline stuff fixed. It hasn't happened for any of those three squads. So the, the cowboy culture, again, it kind of slipped a little bit this year, in my opinion, because we did not live up to expectations. I don't care if you have 73,000 new starters. If you have this much talent and this much continuity in the coaching department, yeah, we lost Jim Knowles, but that's basically all we lost. We lost Jim Knowles, and we lost a graduate assistant uh, that was helping with the linebackers and one other person that was a secondary staff member, okay? So we return a large portion of the staff, and the production hasn't been there. The defensive line has not done exactly what we thought they would do. Now Mason Cobb, he's having a hell of a season. 77 tackles on the year. Is he is he up there with Danny Stutzman? Not quite. Danny Stutzman's number two in the Big 12, which is OU, a linebacker. He has over 90 tackles, guys. This kid is really really good. And if you look at him, he looks like he has no business playing line, linebacker from a size perspective. I don't know. He shades kind of safety too, but he has 91 tackles and he's all over the field. So. You have to be able to have an alignment to get to the second level, to control a guy like that. Not not to mention, their D-line has some capabilities as well. Do I think their D-line's as good as our O-line? No, I don't. With this healthy O-line, if these five players can start the entire game, we should rush for over at least 150. At bare minimum 150. We should be able to run 150 yards backwards against this porous of a defense. They let Everybody run the football. We cannot be the one team that they decide to shut down this season. We've got to get over the hump. We've got to run the ball effectively in this game to set ourselves up for the future, whether it be just West Virginia or we do sneak into the Big 12 title or whatever bowl game we're going to have. We have a lot still yet to play for. But everybody and their mom knows that we can't run the ball, and Spencer's got a banged-up shoulder – He can't really throw it 60 times. He can't really throw it 40 times. These are the things that I think we should be able to exploit, and we have to. They're going to do what? Do everything in their power, to shut down the run, and make Spencer throw it 50 times. So that way his shoulder is falling off his body by the fourth quarter. That's I'm assuming that's got to be their game plan. So how do you counterbalance that? Well, you punch them in the mouth over and over and over. And you do it in a constructive way, not a ridiculous way. When it's 3rd and 18, I don't recommend up the gut. I just don't. Well, we do we do, do that sometimes. And I, I don't think that that's going to be a good recipe for success. But if this is a team that gives up the run, then we got to do what? Run the tri- flipping football. I, I, I really, 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 really see uh, a lot of good things coming for this one this is a battle and we're going to win because we should win because we've got to win. It's a got to win for Gundy. It's a should win for us. And it's a going to win for the players. Practice seems to be going well. Uh, the cohesiveness of this new starting offensive line is going to pay big dividends. It has to. I refuse to believe that we cannot figure out how to run the football against the worst team in the conference and stopping the run. If you get a, a lineman to get a hat, hat on Danny Stutzman, you're going to open yourself up for massive possibilities in the running game without having to use Spencer Sanders. Now, another fun thing that I, I kind of looked at, Dylan Gabriel, from a statistical perspective, is not having a bad year, which is ironic because when you watch the film, you see all the missed throws, um, you, you see kind of the, the, the times they mess up their formations, and he doesn't get it corrected. Right, but the dude's still number three in total offense in the Big Twelve. Right? Guess who's number one? Our guy Spencer Sanders at two thousand six hundred ten yards, with being out a couple games and a half. You know, Max Duggins right there, two thousand four hundred sixty six yards. But Dylan Gabriel or Max Duggins two thousand two hundred sixty one. Dylan Gabriel's two thousand four hundred sixty six. So you've got them right around that same range as Spencer. They're in the same category as Spencer. But if you watch the film, they don't play the same as Spencer. And for somebody that was, you know, admittedly saying that maybe Spencer was too injured, too banged up, uh, yeah, maybe we should see what Gunner and Rangel can do. We saw what Gunner and Rangel can do. It's not bad, but it's not great. It's not Spencer. Spencer again put himself up in that O-State extra lore category with. Him coming back the way he did. Now, Gundy has the same opportunity. Gundy has this opportunity right here, right now, to take two in a row, to set up three in a row, before they scoot off in the night like like the land thieves that they are. Before that happens, Gundy can make a big statement. And we're here for it. Is Jabbar Muhammad going to be able to shut down Marvin Mims? Not completely. But look what he did against Xavier Hutchinson. Right? Jubar Muhammad, the only reason I don't put him as part of the class of, of young defenders that are going to grow with the, the defense. Guys, imagine this defense in the next year or two. I think Derek Mason's in for it, too, because I don't see him going anywhere right now. Um, he signed a three-year deal, and I know for a fact that he wants to see this defense be more productive. So we're going to get our defense coordinator back next year, a large, 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 large chunk of our defense defense comes back next year. We'll have all of our wide receivers come back next year, other than Braden Johnson. If if if, if um, Mason can put together the game plans based off of the success we had this year, yeah, it's few and far between, but it's coming along. If he can do that, we're going to be able to build. And the only reason I don't put Jabbar Muhammad in the same class as the, the crew that's going to rebuild this thing, right, with the Mason Cobbs, Xavier Benson, uh, Kendall Daniels, uh, Cam Smith, is because he's NFL ready. And we're going to watch that. We're going to watch that matchup. If Jabbar Muhammad covers Marvin Mims, that is going to be worth getting popcorn out in and of itself. We've got to win that battle. I think we do win that battle. Another battle we win, we're still leading the league, and we're up top in the country for field goals. Now, again, I hate leaning on them. So – a double-edged sword, that stat right there. It's good to have an awesome kicker that you can rely on, but it's not great that he's leading the league in points, in my personal opinion. But yeah, guys, this is, this is a lot of mirror imaging in reverse, right? They have the number one rushing offense in the Big 12, uh, but they have the worst rushing defense in the Big 12. We're up at the top in total offense, but we're at the bottom in rushing offense. You see what I mean? So there's a lot of things that counterbalance each other in this one, and that's what makes the Big 12 fun this year, right? That's what makes the Big 12 worth a watch every single game, and you see that in the, the TV numbers. Could your wait it out a little bit longer and got more money? Absolutely, no doubt about it. He could have used these TV ratings that are coming out, week to week to week to week, all the way to the end of the season, and used it to his benefit to get more money. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So the fact that he took this deal this way, this quickly, leads me to believe he's got something else up his sleeve. There's more out there for him to accomplish in the name of the Big 12, which is why I think that the the future of the Big 12 looks phenomenal. Uh, and, And I don't really think that I should get a lot of heat on that. To me, it just makes sense, you know? Another thing that makes sense is with our O-line, staying healthy all week, what we haven't been able to do is get them a healthy dose of Bilt Bar. If you don't know what Bilt Bar is, I'm you right now. Go check it out. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that actually tastes like a candy bar. You get your pains, you get your gains, you get your swollen, you know? And it doesn't taste like cardboard. So do yourself a favor. Use promo code on 15 right about now to get yourself 15 percent off on your first box of Bill Bar, and after that you, you you can email me, you can write in the comments, you can thank me, okay? Because you'll be you'll be bigger, stronger, faster. You look like Gunnar Gundy, but in civilian world, guys, come on, who doesn't who doesn't need some Bill Bar in their life? Um, yeah, so this is a big bedlam. To me, it's a huge bedlam which is crazy to think that a Bedlam could be so big with a team that's five and five, but it's not about their record. It's not even about their team. It's about us. It's about us accomplishing some of our goals and putting that stigma behind. This is a perfect opportunity for Gundy. In my opinion, Gundy rewrites the TCU loss. If he pulls this one out point blank period, how is this going to happen? Well, it's going to come down to the running game. And I've been saying it, so I'm going to keep saying it. My fixture should be Jaden Nixon. Every time the dude gets the ball, he does something, something, but we don't give him the ball enough. Jaden Nixon is the key here. Dom is going to run harder. I do believe that because it's Bedlam and he is an OKie and it does matter. Spencer Sanders is going to be able to control the game with the running game with this offensive line in. So, Watch out for Jaden Nixon and the running game to get that 250 mark. It, it mixed in a little bit with the quarterback run as well. I get that, but if we can rush for over 200, or 250, we win this game, no questions asked. From a wide refi- wide receiver perspective, I want to see that matchup with Marvin Mims and Jabar Muhammad. If Jabar Muhammad can do what I think he can do and shut down Mar- Marvin Mims for the most part, that takes away one of the biggest weapons, right, for Dylan Gabriel. If Dylan Gabriel wants to run, that's fine. Let him run. We're fast enough at linebacker that if you want to get fancy, let Mason Cobb and Xavier Benson and Kendall Daniels come eat your tail up. I wish, I hope he does run, right? I hope Dylan Gabriel runs all over the field so he can get splattered all over the field as well. I am so excited. If you can't hear in my voice, if you can't see in my face, for those of you watching on YouTube, I am more pumped for this bedlam than maybe even last year, but I'm also more scared than I was last year, right? They have nothing to lose, literally speaking. They're they're fighting for bowl eligibility. Oklahoma University is battling for bowl eligibility, and they've got to do it against us in Norman or in Lubbock, Texas, to end the season. And you don't want to go to Lubbock to face them at any point in time because they're scary this year. Sometimes they're off, sometimes they're on. But when they're on, they're as good as anybody. They've proven that time and again. And Baron Morton, I still believe, I firmly believe, I put money on it. He's the truth. He's the future for Texas Tech. He's a good one. He reminds me a lot of a Spencer Sanders, to be honest with you. But, yeah, guys, this is a must win for Gundy, is it not? Comment down below. I want to hear your thoughts. Is this a must win for Gundy, or am I overreacting? If Gundy loses this game, is it just like every other loss in Bedlam and it's just eh, swept under the rug, no big deal? Or am I spot on to something here, that this is a massive, implicational win moving forward, especially for in-state recruiting? We Got to have this one. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, guys, at Aldeo State, at Aldeo State. I also have a Facebook page, which is O State All Day, the exact thing, in reverse. Uh, you guys can – Give me your opinions on what Gundy's got going on, the keys to the game, obviously, Jaden Nixon, Jabbar Muhammad, and you guessed it, time of possession. Time of possession is going to be key because they their offense can score some points. It's their defense that's susceptible. So keep their defense on the field and just pound the rock. Pound the rock. It's hard to pound the rock with his own r- blocking scheme, but let's find a way. let's find a way to get this done to get this done again let me know your guys thoughts i want to hear from you is this a must win for gundy or is cody stovall just overreacting a little bit thank you for stopping by and making this your number one choice for oklahoma state coverage here on locked on oklahoma state i love you all god bless go pokes i'll see you tomorrow